Of all my friends that told me they're really into taking down Imperial armies and assassins, I feel like it was you. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those swirly weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how last weekend I went on a trip to rural Ohio and met this really nice older man at the farmer's market. He told me this story about winning a dog at a gambling house when he was my age. He named the dog after the game he won to bring his new best friend home, and that dog rode on his tractor with him every day until it passed away. If you wanted to boil my weekend down, I'd say there was a farmer, he had a dog, and Bingo was his name I'm turning my recording oh. off now. All right. This, this episode doesn't go out. Cancel the show. We're done. I'm canceling I'm, us. I'm so mad at you, Matt. That was so good and so awful all at the same time. Thanks. Appreciate it. Do you, you just you just like pulling up Reddit threads now? As no. I, as I, <laughs> I I sat down to write these questions when I had a too much time and b too poor of a mental health state, and I just sat and riffed for a little while until I came up with something on the same level of that green text about Cotton Eye Joe because that lives rent free in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, that is that is a classic green text, right? Oh, so fair enough. Anyway. More importantly, friends, welcome back to the Spooktacular Station. The Spooktacular Express is boarding now and is about to ride again. Holy shit, we made it. We made it, everyone. (laughs) October 2020 feels like it was eons ago. And here we are in October of 2021. For those of you who may have joined us over the last year and don't know, The Spooktacular Express is our month-long Halloween special here at DT Exclamation Point HQ. We've got some extra special spooky content lined up for the month of October. We'll be releasing an episode to the DT Exclamation Point main feed every week. And we have an extra special Halloween one-shot campaign coming to our Patreons as well. Counting an extra bonus upload to the main feed on the 31st, you can have, count them, Six whole Tuesdays in the standard four-week month. That's right, everyone. Six steaming hot injections of DT exclamation point content right into your ear holes. I want to make it clear. We didn't give Matt permission to say steaming hot injections of anything in this show. We did by not proofreading his script before we started, Todd. It's fair. We didn't not tell him we, to say we steaming hot injection. We did this. It, this is us. Really, it really, we're, the, we're to blame. The, we the all of us are the villains. And all that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these this document's been up for like a week. The intro was even hidden in white text at the bottom if you searched for it. <laughs> we didn't. You're... <laughs> You are a a war criminal, Matt. (laughs) Life is full of Easter eggs, Kyle. Life is full of Easter eggs. Hey, speaking of Easter eggs, that's a terrible segue. But I want to talk about our Patreon because we have some exciting announcements. And I don't have the notes about those announcements in front of me. So I'm going to pitch it to Andrew, who very much does. Andrew, 
Would you like yeah. to talk to the people about our Patreon? Thanks, Matt. I would love to. Um, I'm also going to do this. I've I've got no notes, so I've got a little limited notes, so I'm off script. You're going to seriously do what you just did and then ask our listeners for money? War yeah. crimes. <laughs> Get out. Well, I don't want to lie to the people, Kyle. That'd be false advertising. <laughs> you know what you're in for if you've made it this far. Hey, everybody. Is your Andrew from Debate This here. <laughs> Daddy's uh, here. Yeah, I want to let you all know that we have a Patreon page, and we've been doing this Patreon page since the since the panty. And I want to just get real for a second and say that this Patreon has kept us alive, like literally, but also figuratively and mentally. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say, first of all, it, those of you out there who do subscribe, even if you, you know, even if you did for just three days, thank you so much. Like from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. We love you, specifically you, exclusively you, but we love you. And uh, and what we wanted to do today was, now that here we are sitting on the threshold of Spooktacular Express Volume 4, we wanted to announce Patreon version 2.0, which is honestly really exciting. Um, we've, we've put a lot of thought into what we've been doing so far. We've kind of tried to be retooling what works, what doesn't. So we're going to break this down tier by tier. Anybody who has not seen our Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash debate this cast, checking it out. If you are already subscribed to the Patreon, keep listening because the tiers have changed pretty substantially. And we want to make sure that everyone gets the chance to get the content that they want to get. Cool. All right. Stick with me. I'm going to run through it fast. The first tier is going to be $5 monthly. That will put you at the proud, the true, the army of Butthwomp Nation. The few, the proud, the Butthwomp Nation. That's correct. The loyal soldier of the Butthwomp army. That's correct. So that's big change number one, is we are getting rid of the $2 tier, what was used to be called Straw Man. And now our introductory, our, our first level bread and butter Patreon tier is going to be the $5 Butthwomp Nation. To be clear, we'll get you everything that Butthwomp Nation has got, gotten you to date. It's just that we are not we are no longer doing a two dollar tier. Because honestly, we're worth it. Specifically, Kyle is worth it. I'm worth <laughs> it. <laughs> You're welcome. There I know there are a few people in the two dollar tier. Don't worry. If you are the two dollar tier right now, you can feel free to DM me, hit me up if you have questions. Um, at the end of the month, we will be getting rid of the two dollar tier. So if you are at the straw man level, you will need to go into Patreon and move to Butthwomp Nation in order to stay with it. And again, you can feel free to, to DM me um, in Patreon or uh, over over the Discord channel with any questions. Okay, so what does Butthwomp Nation get you? Butthwomp Nation is the full suite of premium additional content that we're having, that we're offering through our premium feed. That premium feed is once a month, extra content in the form of right now, Office drones. So, Butthwomp Nation, Office drones, still moving forward, not going anywhere. We're still doing that. If you're at Butthwomp Nation already, great. You don't have to do anything. Also, we love you. Remember, I said that earlier. <laughs> By extension, then, Butthwomp Nation will be the entry point into the Discord server as well. So, anybody joining will, if you join at the $5 level, you will also get that invite into the Discord server. The last thing about Butthwomp Nation, again, Nothing that we're offering through Butthwomp Nation is changing. I'm going to be abundantly clear. Uh, we will still be doing the live recordings of the Pluses Loose, 
which for those of you who haven't listened to the Palooza's Loop, that's our that's our re- weekly Marvel recap show. I can only pitch so many things in so little <laughs> amount of time, so we're gonna move on. Okay, so let's talk about new stuff. After Butt Thwomp Nation, we're gonna give you all a few other ways to get even more content, even more access to debate this stuff. Um, so the next tier we're calling the filibuster sword. I'm going to say that one more time because I'm really proud of it. It's the filibuster sword. And no one laughed the first time. Yep. So this is going to be a brand new tier. We've not done anything in this tier before. So for $10 a month, in addition to everything that I just went through, Butthwomp Nation, premium content feed, Discord server, live recordings, you are going to also unlock more exclusive director's commentary tracks, essentially, of Debate This episodes. We are going to start doing extended good vibes. So basically, we'll have an additional eight to 10 minutes after each episode. We will upload that to Patreon. And so all of this will be hosted on Patreon. It won't be in a free feed. It won't be in the premium feed. You'll also, in addition to the extended good vibes, you will get um, access to our shared episode notes, which... Let me just say that might sound nuanced, but but believe me, the 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 Google Docs are super fun. The Google Docs are like our our main collaboration tool. That's our lifeblood. You've probably if you've been listening to the show for a while, you can definitely tell when we're reading from a script and when we're not. Uh, we are the script that from which we are reading is the shared Google Doc. So people at the ten dollar filibuster sword level will also have access to see that. Um, that includes any dumb memes that Todd shares instead of listening to his co-hosts uh, present. Andrew, will that will that include the Pluses Loose show notes as well? Yeah, fuck it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will let it be known that typically I only share memes and block out what my hosts are saying if we're talking about a character with a large dumper. <laughs> okay, so we got two tiers. We got Butthwomp Nation, $5 monthly. Filibuster Sword, $10 monthly. Got one more tier to share with you. You may remember that we've talked a lot about our flavor text commissions. And I know right now we have we still have a line right now. We have a queue of flavor text commissions. A lot of people have been wondering, hey, what's going on with the flavor text? Like, I want to get some more in. When can I do that? Well, now's the time. We are changing up the way that we do the flavor text commissions a little bit. Previously, people that have done it before, one, thank you. Two, Anyone who's done it before has been instructed by me to basically do a one-time payment and then kind of move back down to the uh, to the $5 tier. Um, we are making Flavor Text its own actual tier, um, so it's no longer a one-time payment. We're keeping the, same, the tier name the same. It's still Master Debater, but instead of $50 one time, it's going to be $25 monthly. So here's how that works. Instead of a one-time payment, you jump on to the Master Debater tier. And if you are on that tier for a minimum of three months, you will have access to commission a Flavor Text episode. So the cost of commissioning a Flavor Text episode will change. Instead of $50 one time, it will be $75 over the course of three months. That said, though, there is other things that we are going to be doing. Most notably... One of the things that we've heard loud and clear from our listeners is they want us to do movie watch-alongs. We don't know, I'll be perfectly candid with you all, we don't know yet exactly to what extent we're going to do it, uh, but we do have a short list. Um, the Monster Hunter movie is definitely one. Um, <laughs> I would love, personally, I would love to do a room watch-along. If anyone has seen or listened to the McElroy's annual Thanksgiving Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 
podcast. <laughs> Matt has committed to doing a an annual Nick Cage Ghostwriter watch along. So we've got a lot of ideas. We really want Master Debater to be something that people can stick in and and really feel like that they can they get the full like the whole fucking suite of DT content. Um, we want to give you guys a reason to stay at these higher tiers, not just kind of trying to game the system here. Okay, so those are the three tiers. Once more, Buttthwomp Nation, $5, premium content feed, Discord, whole nine, everything that's there right now. We've got two new tiers, $10, $25. $10 monthly will get you director's commentary, access to the Google Docs. $25 monthly after three months on that tier, you will be able to commission a flavor text episode in addition to exclusive access to additional content, i.e. movie watch-alongs. As an added incentive, we're really excited. We actually, like behind the scenes, got a brand new, like got a new logo. We worked with our buddy Dave Flam from Left Trigger, Right Trigger. He made us a fucking dump truck of a Yoshi <laughs> to a really just hone in. Yeah, he's a thick boy. And because of the, the panty, uh, we weren't we weren't able to use it for a lot of merch yet, so we're we're really excited to uh, to roll out this this logo during the entire month of Spooktacular Express. Anyone that joins our Patreon now at any tier five dollars, ten dollars, or twenty five dollars will get an exclusive Spooktacular Express Halloween themed version of the logo. In addition, we've got a normal, a just a regular OG Butt Bump Nation sticker that will be sent to anybody that is already in the Patreon as of today. If you're not already on our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash debate this cast. If you do so, if you join at any tier within the month of October of this year in the Our Lord 2021, we will send you an exclusive Spooktacular Express version of the logo. Um, for everybody else, if you're not interested in the Patreon, that's great. Just keep listening to debate this. We, we, we don't love you, but you're fine. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. You can stay. You can stay. And the last thing I'll ask, and, and while I'm sitting here on my asking for money on my pedestal, if you're not able to kick us any money, we obviously understand the world is a nightmare and we're all just trying to survive. As an alternative, please consider just telling a friend about our show. I mean, word of mouth is, from what I've been told by industry standards, word of mouth is the only way that podcasts get shared out there. So we would greatly appreciate if you told a friend and shared what we're doing here with others because uh, it's been four and a half years, three and a half years, and uh, we were really enjoying what we're doing and we'd like to keep doing it more. So, cool. Awesome. Well, that rounds out all the changes to the Patreon. We'll post about that on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well if you need to see all that in the text. It'll also be written out for you in the show notes below, so feel free to scroll down in your podcatcher of choice and check it out there. Now, Let's get on to this week's episode. So earlier this season, we dropped off lunch to the execs and they screamed back, make an NPC a protagonist. <laughs> so those execs are so specific sometimes. <laughs> well, it was time again this week for the semi-annual feeding of the execs. As I entered their dark astral plane this afternoon, I was surprised mm. to see not the execs as I expected, but Emmy-winning WandaVision star Mephisto sitting behind the official execs desk. Well, I said, Mephisto, what are you doing here? And he said, make a horror movie monster a protagonist. Well, I ran out of the dark astral plane immediately and gathered Kyle, Locke Harper, Todd, Shock Thomas, and Andrew Beryl Henderson to put their spooky thinking caps on to craft a game about horror movie monsters. 
I, I need to say for our listeners, because they haven't seen Mephisto in WandaVision, so they don't know. Spot on Mephisto impression, Matt. Just, it was really good. Just impeccable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Your, your, Rami, your Rami Malik is getting better by the day. <laughs> um, can Obviously, our three names are the three um, monster kids from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Can I, can I admit that I had flashbacks to uh, VeggieTales slash early church camp, and I almost said... Uh, lock, shock, and a bendigo. Um, Shadrach, those- Meshach, Shadrach, <laughs> Meshach, and a bendigo. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what that is or who that's for, but I just felt like I needed to share that. There, there's a pretty. I think the Venn diagram of like kids that went to Jesus camp and people that listen to the show is pretty wide. If TikTok has taught me anything, there is a large demographic for um, Veggie Tales nostalgia right now. So you're good job, yeah, Todd. You way weirder than I think we all realize mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's enough VeggieTales talk for this Halloween episode. Guys, Never. what ideas do you have for me and Emmy-winning WandaVision star Mephisto? What horror movie monster are you going to base a game around? Tell me what movie your monster is from and give me some of their background. Finally, I'd love it if you could clarify whether your monster is going to be a quote-unquote protagonist or if we get to play this game from the bad guy's perspective. Kyle, we'll start with you. Well, Matt, when I had to think of what movie monster I wanted to head up this game, I could only I kept coming back to and could only think of the the OG, the goat, the father of goth, original horror doctor, and that is Dr. Frankenstein. But Matt, it's gonna be a little bit different than what you expect, because this is gonna be a cozy core game. Starring Dr. Frankenstein. So let me let me clear up right now. You are talking about Dr. Frankenstein and not Dr. Frankenstein's monster, mm. the creature that's that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is that's, actually That's about. what he's saying. Frankenstein's monster is also a victim of the true monster of that story, Dr. Frankenstein, who I will... <laughs> Die on this hill <laughs> is the actual monster of that novel. Yes. Okay. We d- okay. Clearly, we did not, did not agree what our definition of monster was because I really wanted to talk about Bradley Whitford from Get Out, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's not a monster in the physical sense. He's a monster in the m- emotional and mental sense. So, are we doing like manipulative sociopaths? Or are we doing like Godzilla? Because those are two very I mean, different Andrew, shows. We could argue which one is worse. Yeah, but th- that's the point. We're not arguing that. Like, I'm not. I'm no, not. We're saying not arguing it. You're right. You're <laughs> they're all collectively the monster. Yeah, I guess that answers the question. Is that not the point of horror, Andrew? To make you think of who is the who is the monster? Was humanity not mo- the monster all along? No, that's what that's what the game Near Replicant is for. <laughs> the the credits roll, and we say we were the monsters. The monsters were inside of us the whole time. But yeah, Matt, you're gonna you're gonna I'm I'm doing a cozy core game with Dr. Frankenstein. You're gonna collect um human body parts and and have a chill, cozy time in Frankenstein's castle. That sentence you said is really something. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, I didn't like it very much. Mm-hmm. Kyle, can you can you give me the definition? And I would like to remind you up front that you cannot use the word in the definition, but can you give me the definition of cozy core, please? He can't. He can't. He absolutely can't. No. <laughs> Do not edit out this pregnant pause. Do not edit out this pregnant pause at all. Mm-hmm. I would say a cozy core game is a game designed to make the player um, feel comfortable by living out 
all of their their home and collective desires in a game that they cannot in real life. So like Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal is a Crossing, cozy game. Stardew Valley are two Keystone cozy core games. Yes. Kyle, um, question. You go, Andrew, then I'll go. No, I was just going to say, I think the key thing you're missing is low stakes. Low stakes is also, yep, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Kyle, will I also be crushed by the by the debt that is the what I assume the antagonist of this game, much like Animal Crossing does with Tom Nook? Um, debt, debt will be a an antagonist in this game, yes. It will not be the main antagonist. Now, though. you said debt, not death, right? De- death is debt. not debt. Okay, all right. All right. Well, I personally don't play a lot of cozy core games, but I am. I you have my attention. I don't know that you have my interest, but my attention you have. Um, Todd, what did you bring to myself and Emmy winning WandaVision star Mephisto? Played by Rami Malek. Played by Rami Malek. Uh, what was your favorite Mephisto scene in in WandaVision, mm. Matt? Uh, I think it was that one right in the middle. Mm. I, I was going to say there's too many to choose. There's too many, too many to choose. All right, so Matt, um, you know what we need? I took a drink, but no, what do we need, Todd? <laughs> um, we need a really great Dracula game. So uh, We don't have s- any. It's no, we, we do not. And I don't know how you all feel about the movie Dracula Untold that isn't came out in 2014. Every, isn't that's, every Castlevania game? Oh, okay. That was, that was the bit. Yeah, well, that doesn't, sorry, that's Todd. different. That's different. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are about... 37 yeah <laughs> games about i mean Dracula. that's like that's like saying that there's if someone were to come to you and be like there's no bowser games and you being like oh well there's three dozen a mario game is not a bowser game there are mm, games where you specifically debatable. play as yeah, Dracula I know. I'm and saying, or alucard which is dracula spelled backwards oh god i whoa i didn't that. i've I never no put that idea. together before <laughs> <laughs> anyway. my whole goddamn world just changed oh. I hate that. <laughs> anyway, Matt, I don't know if you watched Dracula Untold in 2014, but I did. And I no, really, really I'm liked sorry. it. Uh, Why? No, <laughs> stop that. Anyway, that's not the point. Ever since 2014, the internet has just been ablaze with the demands that we put Dracula in a new game. Now, spoiler, if you go and Google to see how many Dracula games there are, there's actually like a five game series of point and click adventures called Dracula colon a series of things. I'm going to guess that doesn't count because I had not heard of it prior to me. It's not actually out. called a series of things, though, right? Because that no, would be amazing. No, the the no. Castlevania Advance Collection just dropped on Switch as of this recording as well. Um, Great. Yeah. Excellent games, by the way. Yeah. What I'm saying is we're going to put Dracula in a game that puts Dracula in the driver's seat of this story. So we are going to rip some concepts from Dracula Untold, which since you've never seen, you wouldn't know. So these are original ideas. Um, no one has ever used these before. No one saw Dracula Untold, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I did, and I liked it. So that's really... Dis- it was supposed to be like the thing that opened up the monster universe mm-hmm. with uh, yep. Tom Cruise's mummy. Yep, uh, um, sure was. Anyway, you're going to follow our, protra- our protagonist, Dracula, um, moments after he is struck down by this like Imperial Army Assassin's Arrow while on patrol. So he's laying there dying, bleeding out. And there's this shadowy voice that offers him a deal. And he says, absolutely. And so you awaken as this man uh, who is now a vampire, who has this new fledgling power and a hunger for blood. And so you've got to use your developing powers as you recruit new vampires, you build a new fortress. And Matt, you're going to take back what is rightfully yours. What, 
what is <laughs> what is rightfully mine, Todd? The, the kingdom that was taken from you by these imperial assassins. Matt, don't don't you love taking down imperial armies and assassins? Isn't that I vaguely of all my friends that told me they're really into taking down imperial <laughs> armies and assassins, I feel like it was you. It was probably I do enjoy taking down imperial armies of assassins. All but, right. Todd, I have to say, I'm looking at wikipedia.org slash wiki slash category colon video games based on Dracula. Perfect. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing a long list of Dracula games. Hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that you're not you're not going to copy any of the plots of games like Drax Night Out or <laughs> Dracula Hakushaku or Dracula Twins. I feel the need to point out that Dracula was a count at his highest. Yeah. Um, so the most you could be winning back is a county, not a kingdom. Mm. It's, I mean, his. what if his kingdom's walls went across a square county mile? That's is not, that anything? That's nothing. There's nothing what if it's there. Like, no, it is, I also want to say, if, if you say the words metal cap together before the end of this episode, I'm driving to Ohio <laughs> and stealing your car. No, wait, time out. Is it... <laughs> Is it any example of how much time I spend on TikTok that when you said cap, I was thinking of usage of the word cap, it like is. the kids are saying it now, like no cap? You should probably I've spend less time on TikTok, Todd. Yeah, you should. Well, you see, see, it's 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 fact factor cap. Is it I true was calling or is back there, to one know? of our earliest episodes of Debate This where oh. you did the Metal Dracula argument? I don't remember that. And here I was, here I was thinking about TikTok, how the years have changed us all. So I really want to move on to Andrew's thing. But before I do, I actually want to double down on something that Kyle brought up that Dracula was a count and at best I could get a county. But like if it's a really like well gerrymandered county, it might be kind Mm. of big. So, Todd, can you tell me what (laughs) county I'm trying to win back as Dracula? Boy, that really got Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) It's well, it's Transylvania County. Where is that, Todd? (laughs) It's it's centered in the state of Transylvania. Okay, I'm glad we got there in the end. Andrew, yeah. what did you bring to this this? If monster you needed to mash? send a letter to it, you would put Transylvania, comma Transylvania, and it just gets there. It's like New York, yeah. yeah it's Transylvania, like York, Transylvania, right. yeah. I'm gonna talk now. Um, so my monster movie cannot be connected to the Universal uh, movie universe, cinematic movie horror universe. It's gonna, I took it a little different direction. I didn't cut in. I'm not talking about Bradley Lurford and Get Out. He's going. He's doing another <laughs> franchise, a different horror movie. Franchise. I'm doing a different franchise. Why is Andrew copying and deleting all of his notes and putting <laughs> Get Out in place of everything? <laughs> but really, though, Get Out is such a good movie, and I just want to talk about Get Out. But hey, anyway. hypothetically, where could I stream that if I've never seen it? I'd have to look it up, and Damn I'm okay. in the middle of a thing. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little preoccupied right now. (laughs) I'm doing a bit. Um, Okay, so after decades of planning overly complicated scenarios intended to save his victims from themselves, Jigsaw from the Saw series has decided to take a much-needed vacation from his elaborate torture porn puzzles. So Jigsaw is going to relax the only way he knows how, by hosting a game show-like event where contestants will compete in unique mini-games while navigating a life-sized board game. (laughs) 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 
me, I'm sorry. I really read, like that. Thank you. Um, let me just read the description on the box because I think it's important to get the full flavor here. Uh, Jigsaw's throwing a big old birthday batch, and you are invited. Join Jigsaw and all his friends, Danny Glover, Mark Wahlberg's brother, and the guy from The Princess Bride in a once-in-a-lifetime celebration where this party goes all night long or until someone bleeds out and loses consciousness. So there you have it. We're doing a we're doing a, a mini game party now. I I will say there hasn't been there haven't been forty seven saw games, but there has been a saw game that came out in the late two uh, thousands. There was a saw game. No, I'm I would have been surprised what if you said it there wasn't. Four. Yeah, yeah, there was. It was it was it wasn't hated. It was definitely a cash grab at between three and four, like when it got real big. Is it puzzles and QTEs? It's is puzzles that what it is? and QTEs. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, feels right. And there was a Dead by Daylight. Um, saw expansion you could buy yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. It was it. I mean, it was a 2008 ass game. It was it was gray and green. It was an order <laughs> over the shoulder and over the shoulder third person action game. Like yeah, we've we've seen them a few times. So anyway, we we feel like the Saw franchise has never had a good fit in gaming. So we we matched it with a genre that just feels better suited to the actual themes and underlying message of the movies and that is of course to make it a dollar bin cash grab we shovelware game (laughs) (laughs) good and like any good cash grab we shovelware game featuring mini games there is no protagonist or antagonist or even much of a story at all jigsaw is going to be our host and mc kind of like your toad in mario party um and it's going to be all in good fun except there's a lot of torture porn because that's what he does talented task uh, Matt Andrew would like to also clarify: this is in no way recycling use assets from the canceled Riddler party game that they that <laughs> was working on previously. Is that real? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. I would one hundred percent buy that. Yeah. So it's that. Is that energy? All right. We have gone three very different directions here, which is exciting. It's it's the show always goes well when we try and pull a horse in three opposite directions. So. <laughs> I like the characters that you've brought to the table. And for once, I feel like I could actually say that and mean it, which is kind of exciting. (laughs) But I need to know more about the games that you're pitching. So I know Andrew told us a little bit, but tell me more about what type of game this is going to be. Are you basing this game off of something or will it be a totally new concept? Give me some mechanics, collectibles, missions, whatever you've got. Kyle, you're up. All right, Matt, we'll start with... The opening of the game. Um, recent doctoral grad Victor Frankenstein is working as his boring, mindless job at a medical research facility. He's running labs. He's dead inside. He wants to, to get away from it all and get out to the country. When he gets a letter from his long-forgotten grandfather's estate informing him that he has been bequeathed a castle in the rural European countryside. So he quits his job, moves out of the city into this castle, and quickly learns that upkeep of a castle is way too much for one young postdoctoral graduate to manage himself. (laughs) And he heads on down to the cemetery that is also on his plot of land, digs up a body, reanimates it, and has a helper to help him Take care of his castle. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, as one does. As one does. From there, he learns very quickly how 
nice it is to have an undead helper around the, the castle. So he makes another one, and then another, and then he, he runs out of upkeep for the, the undead body to do. So he has another one that takes care of the grounds, and then another one that digs up new bodies for him. And you see how it will spiral from there until you have a, a team of the undead helping you care for your castle and grow your new homestead. I feel like this is the exact same argument that Matt has given us for like three different things. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, utter nonsense. So mm-hmm. Matt, um, in true cozy core fashion, you will have a, a day. There will be a day and night system, a calendar that you follow and tasks that you should complete to help you um, improve the aesthetic and comfort of your castle. And you do that by collecting, harvesting, and then putting together body parts to make new monsters that do new tasks around your castle. And that will be the core collecting mechanic of our game. From there, you 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 can annex new graveyards to your castle. So you have access to different body parts. You'll go to town to sell off things your your undead collect so you can buy things that your undead will not find for you and perhaps there will be in the in town you will find the love of your life because yes matt there is a dating sim incorporated into this game i knew it in true cozy core fashion kyle i have a question please todd are you familiar with the game graveyard keeper the the game that sounds a lot like what you're describing <laughs> called Graveyard Keeper. That sounds yeah. that sounds fake. It doesn't sound real. I've never heard of it before in my life. Uh, released August <laughs> 15, 2018. Big hit on Steam. Uh-uh. Nope. Has multiple expansions. <laughs> doesn't doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Does a lot of the things that you've been describing in this second no. question. No way. Nuh-uh. All right. I figured it was a hypothetical question. <laughs> Kyle, I do have one important question about the logistics of your game so please one thing that i hate about games where you can upgrade and customize different like helpers or teammates is that when you assign a new attribute or a new skill or a new item to one teammate sometimes the game locks that teammate with that item so am i going to be able to like re-harvest arms from one undead helper and put it on it like can i take beefy arms off my mm. undead helper one and put them on undead helper two, or is that like a the upgrades only work once? Matt would like to respec his minions, and it's important that he has the ability to do. Yeah, that. can I like can I min max my zambos? You are mad scientist Doctor Victor Frankenstein in this game. Of course, you can hack limbs off of one monster and put them on another to min max your your team. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you be able to do that? Now, there will be a cost associated with that, and you may have to level up a couple times before you get to the really juicy arm and leg and head and torso combinations. But 100%, you are not committed to the monster once you build it, because that's why you work with the undead. All the parts, all the parts move around. Except this is a cozy game, so everything is cosmetic and nothing matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there, there's some mechanical... There's some mechanical change, but you can also add cosmetic arms and and limbs and torsos to your to your monsters as well. 
very customizable. The larger the arms on your Zombos, the more money they can carry to your debt collector that keeps you crushed and in your place. Absolutely. Got it. All right. It's like playing Sid in Toy Story. It's all I've ever wanted. Todd, what uh, what type of game are you bringing to the table here? So, well, to set the groundwork, first off, Dracula is a fair use property. So I'm only basing Dracula on the fact that there is a vampire named Dracula and not on any movie that I may or may not have seen in 2014. So (laughs) what we are doing today, though, this game is going to effectively be a cross between like the earlier Assassin's Creed games and Shadows of War. So you're going to be rebuilding your forces to gain your strength, and you're going to be developing your empire to take down those imperialists who left you with nothing, Matt, nothing. So that's like the the Shadows of War aspect. So the Assassin's Creed piece, which is also still Shadows of War inspired, is taking on stealth missions. You're going to raid enemy camps. Um, You're going to be assimilating new forces that become your forces, and you're going to develop new abilities by spending all the blood that you absorb from your enemies. Um, I know that you're not someone who likes collectibles in games. You don't like doing that that small bit of hunting and grinding. The good news, everything that you kill, that's points. That's points you're spending to your to your upgrades. And I definitely didn't take that from Devil May Cry. That's not a thing. And so <laughs> anyway, um, you also have the ability to find ancient mysterious artifacts that would grant your Dracula new power-ups and upgrades. So you're going to have flight, you'll have super speed, mind control, And again, you get to do all of this and more to murder these bad guys that have taken everything from you. And, and, you know, a lot of these artifacts you're going to get by slaying these like legendary monsters. And so you could go to the hot springs and slay the monster that lives there and claim fire enhancements for your physical attacks. Or you could strike down the dragon that lives in the plains and you gain superior flight. And Matt, this is the big one. If you take the time to go and conquer the dwarves deep within the mountain, you get the best upgrade in the game. Now, this is like an end game side quest because it's kind of game breaking. So the dwarves do mining and weapon creation for all of Transylvania, Transylvania. And so so adding them to your army would allow you to add metal armor to your Dracula, which as we have settled as a base fact in this podcast your Dracula with metal armor becomes the strongest monster ever to exist. All of this, Matt, all of this and more in avenging your family's death to take down murdering Imperials. Now, Matt, you were just telling me the other day how much you love avenging your family's death to take down Imperials. Isn't that true? I don't remember that. (laughs) Mm. Well, I'm still going to run with it. There's an audience out there. Todd, Todd, have you have you ever heard of a game called uh, every single third person uh, <laughs> character action game that's been created since 2002? Have you heard of that one? Todd, I hope you live near a bus route because I'm stealing your car. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a Coda pickup nearby. It's not through on that promise. For what it's worth, it wasn't my idea. Andrew Henderson also goes under that bus with me because days ago he's like, hey, man, if you do Dracula, you could sneak in a metal Dracula (laughs) reference. For those listening at home in the fledgling early years of this, was it first year or second season? It was was like first five episodes, I think. It was the first year of Spooktacular Express, I think. Okay, okay. We did a combine a legendary monster of horror with a Mario power up and I made metal cap dracula and it was the most broken thing that's ever been imagined in the nightmares of someone 
if you haven't caught that episode, I will make sure to put it in the show notes under suggested reading for you, the listener, and for you, Todd. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, man. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> what uh, what did you bring to this question? So, uh, <clears throat> so as you can guess, Jigsaw's mini game marathon is going to operate much like any other party game of its of its ilk. You're going to be able to pick from a series of Saw franchise protagonists like. Carrie Elwes's fl- Flandering Doctor, Lawrence Gordon. Or how about FBI agent Peter Strom, who was famously portrayed by Gilmore Girls' Scott Patterson. That's right. Luke Danes was in a Saw movie, and I did not know that until today. He sure was. Or, or how about new series entrant, Detective Ezekiel Banks, who was played by Chris Rock in a new entry to this series that came out literally that. four months ago. What? Yeah. Yeah, also no one not saw that. Yeah, no one watched Jig. Less people watched Jigsaw than they did Dracula Untold or whatever Todd's <laughs> stupid movie is. No, that's mm. not Jigsaw. This is another one. It's called it's like Spiral or something. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I hopped off the Saw series after two, and I have not gone back. The last one, I I, I dragged my my dad to see four. He was like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> like, no one actually knows. Yeah. Okay, so characters are going to roll a dice and move across a series of pre-designed game boards taken from key locations from the movies, and they have to try to make their way out alive. Pretty standard fare. So you know how like Mario Party has Yoshi's Island or Peach's Cupcake Castle. We've got some choice boards for your Danny's Glover to play on. <laughs> Danny's Glover. <laughs> Take a drive downtown to the sketchy part of town and visit the abandoned warehouse. Navigate your way through decommissioned machinery and automated blast doors that haven't had power in 20 years. Make sure not to land on the red spaces or you might cut your feet on on broken glass. Challenge your luck on a chance space and you may either contract tetanus from a rusty exposed nail or you might find some aged heroin resin in a discarded syringe. Is the aged heroin resin a bonus or a (laughs) a a nerf? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you'll just have to play the game to find out, Kyle. I was literally going to ask if you were going to have the used needle pit because that's perhaps one of the mm-hmm. worst things I've seen in my two Saw movies I've watched. And that's oh, yeah, unsettling. It's here. It's here. Um, additional boards that will be available through free free DLC in the future. Look forward to iconic locales such as bathroom in a restricted access portion of the subway that hasn't been used since 1998. Abandoned sanatorium that was taken over by an ex-Navy medic suffering from undiagnosed PS- PTSD. And circus tent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, now for the mini game. These seasons of American Horror Story are getting worse <laughs> and worse. <laughs> Jigsaw prides himself on creating these unique brain teasers and physical challenges that really make his audience members think. So the mini game collection is going to need to reflect the intention and technical prowess of its creator. We're going to bring back the most family-friendly classics like Disarm the Shotgun Caller. Uh, 1v1 race to slice off your own leg with a doll hacksaw knife chair (laughs) and and everyone's favorite the razor wire maze get your Wiimote arms ready gamers I really I was I was prone to knife chair in my youth but (laughs) knife chair is just (laughs) to teach their own Uh, Andrew one important question for you because Mm. I I get that this is going to be a Wii exclusive as all good mini games are do I need the nunchuck am I using the nunchuck for this Wii game how else are you going to search through the pit of needles (laughs) okay half of these sound like they were concocted by 
uh, Charlie and Danny DeVito's characters on Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> as well. And, it's, yeah. it's got yeah, it's it's got it's it's very bird hat. Yeah, it's it, very bird hat. Charlie Charlie McDennis games. Yeah. Yes. I mean the Saw movies like that whole bit was a thing that was really cool one time, and then the yeah. second time everybody was like okay, and then the third time was like yeah, all right. I will defend and say that I think the original Saw is a good movie. It is a it is an yeah. interesting horror movie. It's an interesting thriller. It's got a it's got a fun plot twist. Saw two is also pretty decent. It's got Donnie Wahlberg. After Saw two, don't bother. It yeah. was just mm-hmm. leaning too much into the torture porn. All right. So with all of that wrapped up, it's time to round out these pitches, dudes. Now Mario has Bowser. Sonic has Doctor Robotnik. Michael Myers has Jamie Lee Curtis. No lead character is complete without their sworn enemy. So tell me about the big bad of your new games or big good. If your protagonist is like still kind of a bad guy. Well, Matt, it's a cozy core game. So there isn't really an antagonist unless you count like capitalism because it prevents you from buying (laughs) things faster. However, more of a slow burn antagonist (laughs) as you, as you annex more land, to your cast to your castle, which will eventually, I guess, become a county. Todd, um, <laughs> <laughs> felt personal. Got him. You run the risk of angering the villagers as you buy up their their graveyards and defile their graves. And and as we know, the villagers are the true antagonists of the the Frankenstein story. <laughs> <laughs> the villagers may try and put a stop to your your land grab, your your home customization, and and just generally making your castle cozier and having all the servants you need to care for your castle and land, unless you build up your monster defenses. So, Matt, as you progress through the game, you will be given the option to buy a section of land, and with the warning, this may anger some nearby villagers. And if you do, you unlock the tower defense portion of the game, <laughs> where then you will you will unlock new defensive and offensive monster capabilities, and you will have to occasionally fend off villager raids as they try and stop your unholy growth of within their province. Um, so. The villagers are the true protagonists of the game. I love that you made the victims the antagonists, not because you empowered them and gave them purpose. You just <laughs> you just flipped the script and said, no, the victims are actually the bad guys. Yeah, that's, you're the hero funny. of the story, just trying to live your coziest life in the in your castle. And the villagers are jealous of your coziness and the size of your castle. I don't feel like the villagers are actually jealous of the coziness and size of your castle. If you're creating chimeras and releasing them into the wild for profit. Mm, I think you're (laughs) misunderstanding the situation, Todd. And actually they're just jealous of you. They're jealous of your success. (laughs) They hate you because they ain't you. That's the tagline on this game. (laughs) 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 all right excellent uh the closer your game gets to clash of clans the happier i am todd what dumb stupid thing do you have to follow up another metal dracula argument no this is this is actually really good um so you are the hero of the story and not like from perspective reasons like what kyle said but actually (laughs) you are the hero of the story 
So Matt, we come to find out that that imperial army that stole your county kingdom um, didn't do so for strategic reasons. No, no, it wasn't even like they needed that space. But instead, we find out that a nearby king wanted to give the fledgling prince a kingdom of their own. They wanted to give them your kingdom as baby's first kingdom. Matt, you know that guy you went to high school with that got the really fancy car when he turned 16 and didn't deserve it? I do. His name was Clinton. He was a douche. (laughs) Well, it's that guy. It's that guy. Matt, let me introduce you to Augustus Westingford McPillingsworth IV. That is someone who I want you to imagine as like pieces of Lord Farquaad slash Prince Charming and also kind of combined with Prince John from the Robin Hood Disney movie where he was a lion, but he was like a whiny lion. And he's also kind of like the brother from Fable 3, but I think that's mostly just for me and Andrew and probably not so much for maybe you and Kyle. He's the wimp, the wimpy king trope. Todd. He is the wimpy king trope. That is what it is. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that Fable 3 was more for me than that Dracula movie you referenced two questions ago was. <laughs> well, <laughs> I bet if we statistically checked, Fable 3 was more for most people than the Dracula movie I referenced in 2014. <laughs> anyway, Matt, it is very obvious. He is very clearly the bad guy and not a good guy. Um, mistreating your your county kingdom in your absence, and you're gonna you're gonna do a murder. You're gonna do a big old murder on on uh, let me hit that name again. Augustus Westingford McPillingsworth the Fourth. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's something in that name that I'm supposed to get. Did you just You're like, not. You're oh, not. Okay. I looked up just like snobby prince-like names and kind of like I did the the South Park thing where the uh, manatees pushed the balls to the other side of the pool with like snobby names and then added McPillingsworth at the end. Got it. All right, cool. Thanks for clearing that up. Mm-hmm. I have a really important question, Todd, and this is going to yeah. make or break your argument. Do you mm-hmm. have a dodge? Do you have a dodge roll in your game? Yes or no? Um, you do have a dodge roll. I thought you were going to ask if you had a dog, because that was the best feature in Fable Two. Which, <laughs> which, that's a different question. Um, you do have I don't a dodge think roll. I want a dog as Dracula because that means Dracula is probably going to eat that dog. You no. Um, you get Dracula <laughs> is notoriously a lover of animals. Um, if you'd read the source material, you would know that. The source material, your memories of a movie that came out 10 years ago. The things I've just said. Um, Yeah, you definitely have a dodge roll. And as you get more powerful, it becomes like the Bayonetta dodge, um, where you like disappear into a cloud of bats and reappear nearby. Now, I'm going to say that I like it, but I'm also going to take credit for what you just said, because I definitely like lobbed that bad boy to you. But Mm -hmm. personally, I'm in. Yep, that's Fortunately, my vote doesn't count. (laughs) All right. Well, Andrew, finish us out here. What is the good, big, bad, big good of your party game? Yeah, I mean, that. forgot <laughs> Andrew's is a party game. <laughs> it's a party game. <laughs> Matt, this is Jigsaw's party. The host of the party is always the good guy, despite the fact that he is the reason you're still being tortured by way of fun, creative mini games that it may or may not include empty syringes. No, Jigsaw is not the antagonist. But the closest thing to the antagonist is Amanda, which lovers of the Saw franchise will know. The Saw lore will know that uh, Amanda is Jigsaw's like protege and ends up being Jigsaw for a little bit. Who cares? I like to think that Amanda shows up as like the baby Bowser Kamek stand-in. Like, <laughs> she makes the extra bad squares. Yeah, she makes the extra bad squares, and then she does like the ba- the the very bad roulette, and she'll like either. She'll steal resources. In this case, she'll just, I don't know, throw more broken glass or just 
stab you with a knife. I don't know, whatever. Um, some sort of fucked up shit. But really, I mean, at the end of the day, much like any party game, the big bad is everyone that you're playing against in real life. That's who the enemy is. Because, of course, like, let's remember, only one Danny Glover or Donnie Wahlberg can escape Jigsaw's death house <laughs> of horrors. Yeah, all right. That fits oddly well within the Saw <laughs> franchise lore. Right? That's... Okay. All right, well, that's we've got three questions down, and it is time for us to take a quick break. But before we do... Uh, I do want to ask you the super secret bonus question. Now, as we roll into this Halloween season, there is one thing that game developers and marketers know, and it is that nothing sells video games like the five words not actually in-game footage. We're putting together a cinematic trailer for your game, and I need to know who we're going to lock down to be the voice of your horror monster in that cinematic. I'll take your answers right after this. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Spooktacular Express train. It's time for the super secret bonus question ticket taker. I don't I lost the bit. I lost the bit. Super secret bonus question answers. Kyle, who is voicing uh Dr. Frankenstein in the not actual in-game footage cinematic? So, Matt our trailer cinematic to get people hooked into the game is going to be the events leading up to Dr. Frankenstein inheriting his castle. So we're going to follow him in his, in his dead end lab research job. He hates going to work every day. He hates doing the same experiments for some pharmaceutical company over and over and over and over again. And it's, it's tedious. It's boring. It's awful. We will hear uh, Dr. Frankenstein's voice as voiced by Dan Povenmire, who you may know as creator of the hit Disney Channel show Phineas and Ferb and voice of Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Hmm. Wow, great pull, Kyle. What an incredible pull. Dang. I had to look it up, but I'm there. I'm with you. I get it. All right. Uh, Todd, who is voicing... To whoever you're talking about, Dracula, 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 thank you, Dracula, Dracula of Dracula fame. You know, Dracula from Transylvania, Transylvania. Wait, Todd, have you been talking Street? about the Dracula this whole time? Well, I, I think, I, well, it's all, it's or all fair it use. A so yes, Dracula, it's, it's, Dracula. It's fair use. So this is the the Dracula. The Dracula is this Dracula. Anyway, Matt, uh, don't need really pomp and circumstance on this. The the preview of the game happens. It shows the things that lead to what's happening. We get a back shot of this Dracula fi figure looking over a kingdom that is no longer his. And the voice of this Dracula comes out to be Idris Elba. Idris Elba is voicing yeah, our nice. Dracula. It feels right. I had a different voice in mind at first, but I think Idris Elba is just he's the it guy right now. He is he is to to us now of what. You know what Rami Malik was for a while. What? Uh, who's the actor that plays I'm sorry, Kylo Ren? Still is. Adam <laughs> don't Driver. no no he's, don't he's talk our, about Adam Driver. I'm talking about Adam, Adam Driver. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'd hate to bury the lead, Andrew. Who's your voice? Usually, when Andrew panics like that, yelling Adam Driver, it's the safety <laughs> word of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, pretend like you've never heard this before. Um, okay, so. Series staple Tobin Bell was not able to record uh, VOs this time. So we decided to go on a different, slightly younger route. TV and movies, Adam Driver, 
Oh man, Adam oh, Driver! Such a good pull. Of, oh, thank you. Of good soup fame. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle! You ruined the punchline. <laughs> I got uh, him twice. Oh man, the double dinger! Oh, all right, boy. all right. Pretend you didn't hear any of this. <laughs> I love that Kyle and I collectively and accidentally took away all the steam. That's so good. All right. <clears throat> well, we thought it was important to have Adam record some lines as Jigsaw to encourage the players as they are playing through their torture challenges. I mean, fun, chill mini games for our cozy core audience. So, like, for example, one of the cinematics of the mini games could be you as Danny Glover are digging through a dirty toilet filled with used syringes and you successfully grab the small key to unlock the Iron Maiden that's strapped to your face. Adam Driver's jigsaw will exclaim, good scoop. (laughs) Like, like the TikTok. (laughs) Like the TikTok, Kyle, yes. All right. Well. Uh, with all of that said, it is time for me to take this back to the exec's office where I will meet with Emmy winning WandaVision star Mephisto to decide which of your games we will fund. But before I go, I'd like you to wrap this up for me in a closing statement. And if you could, just so I know what I'm talking about, give me the title of your game. Kyle, we'll start with you. Matt, we hope fans will really love living the spooky, cozy, castle, countryside lifestyle of their dreams in Frankenstein's Monster Mashup. That's good. I like that. Yeah. All right, Todd. Um, I've got two. I'm only going to give you the one because I think it's it's the better one. Is the um, second one Andrews? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I'll give it to you at the end anyway. Um you, Matt, get to avenge your family and take back your county kingdom of Transylvania, Transylvania, in this, the dire emblem, Shadows of Vengeance, or Red Dead Redemption. Because it could be called Red Dead Redemption, because that's a really good name for what we're doing here. I think that second one's, there's some legality there. Yeah, that one's not that. fair use. That one's not fair use. We had to leave that on the floor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think Nintendo might might sneak on you for Dire Emblem, too, but I won't bring mm-hmm. that up. Andrew, finish us off. Uh, <clears throat> Matt, coming to a sketchy Wii emulator and or Menards catalog near you, it's <laughs> Sario Party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go have my meeting in the dark astral plane with Mephisto. You guys give each other some good vibes. Um, Todd, you found a way to do Metal Dracula again four years mm-hmm. later on the anniversary of Metal Dracula 1. Um, kudos to you for that. Also, this um, Jigsaw's Party Come Get It edit is fantastic, and I hope it makes it as our image art so everyone can know what I'm talking about. And Andrew, Jigsaw's Party like Mario Party style game is absolutely incredible. And I hope this gets made by next Halloween <laughs> so we can all play it together. Kyle, I I made some jokes about uh Gravekeeper Simulator or whatever. Um, and I think that your your game fixed the problems that I saw in the previews of that game that made me not want to play it. Um, I don't think that game actually lets you make chimeras and sell your chimeras or put them into service, but I wanted that. And that game didn't have it. From what I see, that's a gen- that's like a more general like resource management game. This is a cozy mm-hmm. core game. You're just 
You're yeah. just doing whatever you want. Low stakes. I want to I want to make uh, a chimera with beefy arms just to like chill and yeah. go go like plant, you know, crops with me. And and that sounds like something that you've given me. And I really like that. You can absolutely do that in monster mashup, Todd. Um Andrew, you gave us a mini game party game that actually had games that I think everyone will hate. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with half the games in Fusion Frenzy, the Xbox original release. But God I feel damn, like the yeah. best game that ever came to the original Xbox, uh, second to Blood Wake. You can only you can only have so many jump That's ducks. the order of Xbox origi- original <laughs> Xbox games. Yes, um, there were only so many good jump duck type mini games, and I feel like you found the other ones and and slapped a new layer on them and. We're probably going to play it if it were to ever come out. I don't have to like it. You lost me at syringe pool. Well, <laughs> if they could make an M&M summer camp, we can they can make a, a saw a jigsaw party party cruise. Oh. So, Kyle, I absolutely adore undead <laughs> Stardew Valley. Um, I'm super into it. I just want to, like, create tons of hats for my for my zombies. Like you can do that. Absolutely. I, I want it. I want it. I want it now. Also, Todd, thank you for uh, <laughs> thanks for for running with that. I did with it. Metal, I did it for you, Dracula. Well, you didn't, but I appreciate you. saying I did it for did. us. You did it for yeah, sure. No, it, it honestly like you described what every 3D Castlevania game wants to be or thinks mm. it can be, mm-hmm. but not, but definitely has never been. Hasn't achieved yet. Yeah. It hasn't yeah. achieved yet. I mean, it's just it's pretty easy. It's just like. Slap Devil May or slap Castlevania on the Devil May Cry and add in some platinum games level bayonetta mechanics. And that's a that's a that's a blockbuster right there. All right. Well, I am back from my unholy conversation with Mephisto, and I am here to fund one of your games. And Kyle, I have some bad news. Aww. I was contacted by independent Russian indie game studio <laughs> Lazy Bear Games and publisher Tiny Build, who put out the game Graveyard Keeper back in 2018. (laughs) And they're a little upset with you. And I'm not going to jump into that legal battle with you, but you can figure that one out on your own. I will take this all the way to the court and we'll win, because they're very different games, Matt. But your your loss, that's fine. And what I have left is Andrew's game and Todd's game. And I've got to admit... Todd really hit the nail on the head with how popular vampires and Dracula are right now. Unfortunately, they're so popular that when Mephisto and I were talking, he decided that this game doesn't have enough of Matthew Barry screaming bat every time he turns into a bat to fly away. (laughs) Oh, so good. And so now he's not really interested. And that means in a spooktacular express miracle Pulling out his yes. first victory of season four and his first victory of oh 2021. Yes. Andrew Henderson, we're going to fund Sario Party coming Woo. next Halloween to a dusty old Wii near you. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Really his first That's win. really the funny. first win of the year. That is the, the first year. win of the year. Yep. Oh my God, I'm so ecstatic. Well earned. Good job. <laughs> Andrew's going to get off this call and go, mad. dear diary, you will believe the day I've had. I'm quitting my job first thing in the morning. Nothing else matters. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening in to debate this you can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast, or on our website at debatethiscast.com. 
It is Spooktacular Express season, which means we'll have new uploads to the main feed every Tuesday for the rest of the month, and we've got something special coming for you on Halloween. We've also got special things coming to the Patreon feed, including a brand new Halloween one-shot homebrew that I wrote and I'm incredibly excited about uh, that you can find on our Patreon at the end of this month as well. Speaking of our Patreon, we gave you a whole bunch of information back at the top about the new stuff, the, the new tears. Tears was the word that I was looking for. May I cut in? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to have access to the one shot or any of the additional content we're putting out on the Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash debate this cast and pledge at $5 monthly at the Butt Thwomp Nation level. You will gain entry into the castle of metal vampires that is Butt Thwomp Nation. Uh, and you will have immediate access to the Discord server. You will have a, I'm speaking off the top of my head, you will have a special Halloween-themed sticker. You will also have access to the premium feed that includes all previous and current episodes of The Office Drones and now our two Halloween-themed D&D one-shots and access to live recordings and other uh, fun stuff uh, on the Discord. Andrew nailed it for me. So (laughs) with all of that said, until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Kyle. Don't walk, don't run, but bolt to your local game store to buy Monster Mashup Harper. I'm Todd. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches as I cram some metal onto my Dracula, Thomas. And I'm Andrew. Frankenstein lo-fi beats to study slash relax to Henderson. (laughs) And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. I'm almost 100% positive Todd made a Dracula reference the last time. I think he did I did. Metal I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>